Coming up on today's episode of the Money Pants Superpower Hour. Have you been listening to the Money Pants podcast and think you might be ready to dive in and test it out? Well, today we're going to walk you through what you can expect during the first 30 days of implementing Money Pants. We'll talk about why we call the first 30 days a challenge and why this so-called challenge is actually not that big of a deal if you know what to do. We'll talk about the honeymoon week and how to make the most of it and the emotional roller coaster that typically follows. We'll explain why the 30-day challenge will repeat in the future, but will be less and less noticeable as you use money pants year after year. Plus, we'll share some tips for dealing with manipulation. All this and more, but first, the joke of the day. My boss just asked, do you think you could come in on Saturday this week? I know you enjoy your weekends, but I need you here. I replied, yeah, no problem. I'll definitely be late, though, as the public transport is really bad on weekends. He said, okay, well, when do you think you'll get here then? I said, hmm, probably Monday. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Money Pants Superpower Hour. We are your hosts, Hannah and Fontaine Judd, and we're the proud parents of eight sons and seven daughters, ranging in age from newborn to college student. We're both BYU graduates and the creators of Money Pants. Head on over to CaptainMoneyPants.com to learn more about what we do and what we're all about. We believe every person on this planet has been given at least one superpower to help them accomplish their unique mission in life. But the only way to unlock those superpowers is through work ethic. That's when greatness happens. And that's where Money Pants comes in. Money Pants is the complete tool set for cultivating work ethic in all aspects of a person's life. And today's topic is the 30-Day Challenge. Hannah? We have been needing to kind of get to this for, we mentioned this mm, last year, actually, in one of our very first podcasts of, hey, we'll, we'll come back to this topic at a future date. And well, here we are. The third And the 30-day challenge is kind of like the culmination of, okay, well, we've, we've introduced all these concepts, all these principles, and you're like, and maybe what it boils down to is once you've got the, the key ideas down, then you got to implement it. You got to you just you got to do it. This is where the rubber hits the road. Yeah. We we always recommend that people listen to the podcast first. Yes. The app is a tool, but it's like if you had a tool and like let's say, I don't know, your your jigsaw or something like that down in the garage. Great tool does great things, but if you have no idea how to use it, it doesn't matter. You'll be like, you're not going to value that tool. Right. You need somebody to show you how to use it. And then you're like, wow, that does amazing things. But you're not going to really have the sense of how, ama- like, this is a great tool. I need this if if you haven't listened to the podcast right. first. Um, we highly recommend yeah. listen, not only listening to the podcast, though, but listening to them over and over again. Uh, I'm going to share a secret here. Uh, you and I listen to the podcast. We're like, oh, I forgot about that. I'm yep. like, oh yeah, I forgot about That's that. That's a good point. Mm, oh, these guys are smart. Yeah. They're, <laughs> because you do, you forget these things. And, you know, we, we prepare for each podcast and we try to do all of our background, you know, the research and checking. And, and we also try to record them when it's all fresh in our memories. And it's amazing to me how quickly I forget some of these like little principles. Yeah. If we don't revisit it ourselves, we forget. So, so, so yeah. yeah, listen to the podcast over and over again. They're they're really good. So, but with that said, I was talking to a sister-in-law of mine who was listening to the podcast and she was like, "Yeah, so it's listening to the podcast and if I if I remember what she said right, she's like, "But I was a little bit hesitant. Like I I 
I wanted to try it, but I thought it was going to be so hard. And I downloaded the app. And to my surprise, it was actually really intuitive and I understood it and it was great. And the stuff on the podcast was absolutely right. And it, it helped me out so much. And she just, she went, she went on and on about it. But that whole uh, diving in and actually trying it out and getting started with your family, if you're feeling like my sister-in-law, like, oh, this is going to be hard. Am I, am I going to be able to do this? We're going to try to walk you through what to today yeah. what to expect yeah. and also encourage you to, you know, if you've been listening to the podcast to, okay, try it. Maybe it's, if you've listened to the podcast up to this point, <laughs> the first, you know, 50 so podcasts, it's time. It's time to try it out now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Well, and having said that, so let, let's just kind of get into it, Hannah, where, we, well, okay. So it's called the 30-day challenge for a reason because- well, first of all, it's challenging. That, well, that yeah, first... but we don't want to cite, like my sister-in-law was a little psyched out, like it was going to be super hard. We're calling it a challenge, but We're let's share... explain what we mean by that. Well, and we'll share it's actually not that big of a deal, but it's 30 days. And during those first 30 days of using money pants, some things, the, the things you have to look out for, things that you definitely have to do, and a couple of little tricks and tips of, well, this is, this is how you avoid certain problems. And so, and we kind of broke it down into basically four weeks where there's week one, which is the honeymoon period. There's week two, which is where the job timer becomes your best friend. Week three, where you learn to avoid negotiation, pleading, and, and avoid begging and, and don't give into that and, and manipulation. And then week four, just a couple more little tricks to get the kids over the hump. And then that's it. The 30 days are over and you're off and running. So let's kind of talk about those where... Yeah, and now this doesn't just apply to people who are starting the app for the first time. Mm -hmm. It also applies every year when you reassign out jobs. Anytime, anytime you change you, jobs around. Anytime yep. you re change around the jobs, You'll go through you're going to go through thing. the 30-day yeah. challenge. Yep. And so we're going to describe what that is and... In more detail, yeah, and kind of, and again, what, what to what to avoid, what to look out for, and just things to anticipate, and it makes it easier if you know, oh, what what's happening right now. That's normal. That's okay. normal. So here we go. The first week, you <laughs> once you get the kids, you get all the you got the app set up, and you've got all the job assignments set up, and everybody know, and everybody has their own budgets and and spending plans, and everyone's uh, ready to go. That's that the first week. We call that the honeymoon week. Because what happens is everybody's excited. And it's, it doesn't matter if you're doing money pants or if you just moved into a home or if you're starting a new point chart or a job job uh, chore chart or whatever it is, every family goes through this. And money pants is no different. There's that initial excitement of, oh, this is cool, exciting, and new. <laughs> I and, have a new job. <laughs> and the kids are going to be super excited about their new jobs and about the prospect of earning all this money. Because you, you just did a spending plan. And it's like, oh, I'm going to earn 1500 bucks. Heck yeah. And they're excited about earning money for football or this uh, computer thing that they wanted or uh, or these clothes or, or the, this, this camp that you're planning on going to. They're, out, they're excited. And so you want to be sure to use that excitement to your advantage because it's going away very soon. <laughs> so you want to make sure you, you capitalize on the excitement and the enthusiasm that first week, which is why we call it the honeymoon period, where you want to set some things up and and and... Make sure that you're, everybody knows what's expected of them before the frustration kicks in, which we'll talk about in a second. So, and the only tip we have here though is, if you have 
more than a, a couple of kids, don't start the toddlers that first week. Only do only only implement money pants with kids five and up. Just don't don't bother because training toddlers is a lot more involved and you just won't have time. So they get to watch, but put them on hold. Yeah, get through the 30-day 30, 30 yep. challenge before you add toddlers into the mix. Yep. Um, also, it, remember, it, it's a team effort. So the first thing you want to do is when you start job time, and you should have chosen a regular time every day to, to do job time, but when you hold job time, make sure that it's a team effort and everybody's working at the same time. That makes a huge difference. Where yeah, and, and uh, you want to sort this out in a family council. Like yep. if you're right after dinner, um, yeah. So say, hey guys, we're going to be switching up jobs, and you, you want to talk about it and uh, as a family, mm-hmm. and also decide when the job times are going to be, when the inspections are going to be. And we've done various versions of this, Hannah. There was a time when I was, you know, working away from home, and that you'd have job time at, at five o'clock or five thirty, so that you know when I got home at six, I would just jump right into inspections. Mm, that that, that worked, worked really well. well. Uh, now that you know I've been working from home for a while, uh, so now we've kind of had to arbitrarily set up a job time. But now it's like five o'clock. We have job time and five thirty. Trixie does inspections. It, it all yeah. it's all and the same. For, but- and for a while, we were doing that. We had a set time for inspections. They knew every day inspections would happen at you know six o'clock. Uh, six o'clock. Yeah. And we stopped doing that because you were working from home and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. a couple months ago, the kids came to me and they said we liked it better when we knew what time inspections were going to be at because if if we felt like our jobs were uh, messier than usual or we were tired or something like that we could get started earlier if we needed to right but we liked have but we liked being able to make plans around that and knowing that that it would happen at a certain point every having, day having that consistency really it yeah, helped them they liked yeah. that so so we, we we're a proponent are, of that even though we haven't always followed that <laughs> yeah no, well we tried not doing it like like I said we try everything out and we just kind of report our feedback to you and that doesn't work as well yeah that it doesn't work as well it works better if you have a set time every day where oh it's job inspection time but along those lines so when you do your job time set a timer you know, 20, we recommend 20 minutes. That's just, that seems like the magical number, but it can be, you know, 30 minutes maybe, but past about 30 minutes, then you get in the law of diminishing returns. It's just too long and an hour, definitely too long, but five to 10 minutes normally isn't enough. So that sweet spot seems to be 20 to 30 minutes, but really not much past 30 minutes. So, but set that timer. And then yeah, our son Falcon came up with a great idea. He would play music during job time. And he found that it helped him kind of stay focused and, and, and working and like the energy of like kind of like a team workout almost. Yeah, well, it, um, he's, he noticed that if you have music playing, especially if it's like upbeat or dance type music, mm-hmm. that you're able to work a lot faster because you work to the beat, I guess. Maybe, or it just motivates and you. Yeah, I, just, guess, <laughs> I guess uh, it depends on the type of music. If you're and, playing like some sort of somber funeral dirge yeah. or opera, oh, maybe, it no, no, so, maybe it wouldn't work. Our, our daughter, Superstar, likes more dramatic things. Mm-hmm. And I noticed like she was playing some dramatic music that she composed while we were doing job time and I was getting upset <laughs> <laughs> and I was like 
oh, <laughs> and then I realized it was just the music playing. So anyway, it probably should be so upbeat pick type. pick your music carefully. Maybe something you do aerobics to. Right. But yes, Falcon noticed that it is much easier to stay on task and and to complete your job quickly if there's upbeat music playing. But it can be a distraction. Some kids, for whatever reason, maybe they won't respond in the same way. So just kind of play that one by ear. Yeah. During the honeymoon period, it's the teaching time. It is the teaching time. And so the kids need to be familiar. They need to become familiar with the checklist. And if you have younger kids, like for each job, you could use emojis so they know like what the checklist each of the items represents. But there should be the, the checklist. This is also part of the time where you refine the checklist of what goes in there and what what qualifies as done. And this will be very important because you don't want to have these discussions later on. You want to get this all nailed down this first week of exactly what is required for the job. For instance, if the job is the kitchen, make sure, say, uh, counters wiped, appliances wiped, stove wiped, behind the sink, edges clear, like be very clear uh, what exactly is qualified as done. Sink shined, strainer emptied, all that stuff should be in the checklist. So there's no confusion in the future when the kid says, well, I did the job. The kitchen's basically clean. No. Yeah. And during- did you wipe the counters? Did you empty the strainer? No, no. Is the sink clean? No. So that yeah. way it's very clear. So you want to do that this first this first week, the honeymoon week, get get this all down very clear in in the app what what the requirements are. Yeah, and and maybe you entered it in ahead of time, like like okay, bathroom, I want this, 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 and this mm-hmm. done. But as you're going through this honeymoon period, where job time's lasting a little bit longer for the first couple of days, because everybody's learning their new job, mm-hmm. so the timer is a non-issue during the first three days. Even though you set the timer, you want to get get the kids familiar with how long a job. Like how long the job time should go. Yeah. And if they're, that first couple of days, Hannah, they may be like halfway done when the timer beeps and like, oh, I better bust a move. Yeah, and it, but it's it kind of them, it gets it, them started. It's kind we'll of like the, on the first day of school. If you're late to class, there's a little bit of a grace period where mm-hmm. the teachers are like, "Okay, I understand you are searching for the class and whatever." They're not going to be like, "Hey, you are late to class," you right. know, and mark you tardy. So there's this grace period at the the very beginning, but during that grace period, you are teaching them their jobs, but you're also updating that that list. Like, yeah. let, let's say as you're teaching them the job, you realize that the checklist, the job inspector checklist, it's missing something. Right. Or it's too complicated or, oh, yeah. you know, and so you want to refine that checklist during the time because it's it's just, that's the appropriate time to do it. Because after this, you, you need to stick to that checklist. Right. This is where you establish your expectations of what you, the standard that you expect for the rest of the year. Yes. And so what you do in those first three days of explaining the job, explaining what you expect, put it, making sure it's on the checklist, that is going to be the standard that they're held to for the rest of the year. Right. And so if you're like, you don't want to be sloppy is what I'm saying. Don't be, don't be like, oh, good enough. And, yeah, the only thing and, that you're going to be somewhat lenient on is the time it takes to complete the job, not the final quality of the job being done. Yes. And so, so that's what you're establishing the, this first, that the first point is teaching them how to do it and the quality that you expect. Now, something we've done, Hannah, and I thought this was very helpful for our family, was we made little videos 
to, to, to show how to do the job the most effective way. Uh, and then we would let the kids watch them. And it, it's even helped me where I would do the bathroom. I'm like, okay, I'd think back to how the video showed how to clean the bathroom top down. Go, okay, got it. And I would just think back to that. But if, you know, maybe your family situation is different because we have videos, but every family is different. We obviously we can't make videos for every different scenario. So maybe if you want, I mean, because everybody has a phone and a camera on their phone, make your own videos, make your own little videos to show the kids what's expected. And then they can watch those. That may be helpful. Just a little tip there. But for our family. Yeah, that the, works really well. It does. It, it, it's especially for younger kids. But even for me, I'm an adult. And I, it helps me to think back, oh, wait, what were the steps in the video? Oh, that's right. Because I've seen somebody else do it. It just helped me and it was mm-hmm. an organized way. But also, by the time the 30-day challenge is over, the kids should either have that video or that checklist. They should have it memorized. They should have no qualms knowing exactly what's expected. So... If, they, if you do watch the videos or make videos, watch them over and over again. Show the kids the checklist over and over again. You're Like you said, Hannah, it's a, the first week is teaching, especially the first three days. But even that whole first week is teaching and, and re- repetition over and over again, making sure this is what I expect. These are, these are the requirements for this job to pass off. So, well, and and as you do that, because you're going from job to job inspecting, and and ideally it would be both parents helping out, so it's not just one one parent For that first week, for sure. Yeah, Yeah. it it, it helps if you can do that, but Well, no, because it also makes you feel like kind of a team, and if mom and dad are the coaches, just like any other sport, the coach is going to be there coaching you on, oh, that was good, but make sure you wipe here, or oh, that was good, but you missed this spot. Yeah, and if it's possible, it's not always possible. It's ideal. You're going to go to job to job and helping out if necessary. But what's important here is that you may demonstrate something and go, this is how it's done, but don't do the job for them right. because that's that's a trap you could fall into. No, Hannah, and, we, we know this <laughs> um, from experience. Yes, and what I found is when you're going about, what helps is if you keep your hands behind your back, mm-hmm. like just interlock your hands behind your back you can point and then put your hands right back to behind your back because otherwise the tendency because this is something new and overwhelming the tendency is for the kids to start handing you things it's the funniest <laughs> thing they'll be like cleaning up their job and they'll hand you no try joke. to hand you something and without thinking you'll take it and you'll be like wait no <laughs> I'm not putting the cinnamon away. That's your job. No, yeah. And so so if you keep your hands behind your back and they, they move to hand you something and basically hand over their job to you, mm-hmm. you say, oh, that goes in so-and-so's room. Go put it there. Mm-hmm. But don't you do it. Right. Well, and uh, lot, also, though, sometimes, not always, but sometimes the kids will act helpless, too, because they don't want to do the job. And so they'll they'll hand you the rag or they'll hand you something or they'll they'll want you to demonstrate and they'll sit back and go, oh, wait, so how do you wipe the counter? Yeah, keep your hands behind your back. Wait, wait, but how do you wipe the whole counter? <laughs> wait, how do you wipe the whole counter and the sink? I'm so confused, mom and dad. Yeah, no, so that's why the videos are great because you can have that demonstrate. What did the video say? And yeah, so what did, okay, let's go watch the video again. <laughs> anyway, but, but, but try to use your words while yeah. you're... Try not to do it for them. Let the kids do the driving. Yeah, let yeah. them let them do it because pretty they need to 
they need to do it themselves well, no, so that they know that they can do it. You're kind of like the driving instructor. Yeah. The driving instructor is not sitting in your lap with the steering wheel. You know, they're off to the side and they're telling you, okay, now put on your blinker. Oh, hands at 10 and 2. Okay, release the brake, all that stuff. They're not the Apply ones doing it. The Apply the brake. Thank you. <laughs> so, and then as we said, you know, when you're, once the jobs, and again, the first week jobs are going to take longer. It just will. It, it, the 20-minute timer is just there to kind of get the kids a, a sense of what the timer's like. And as they, as they go on through the week, they should get faster and faster. When the jobs are finally done and a kid says, oh, I'm all done, then you're going to inspect. And what you do, in order, when, when you start inspections, is you have the checklist in hand or the app open or whatever it is, and you point, you point to the area that you're inspecting. So you go over, going back to the sink here in the kitchen, you point to the sink and say, okay, the strainer is clean. And the kid can see it. There it is on the checklist. You point to it in the sink. Oh, good. Strainer's clean. Sink is wiped. Good. Counter's wiped. Good. Corners up. See this gunk here in the corner? And it's there in the app that says they're supposed to wipe the counters, including all the corners. And you point to where it is in the corner is where, oh, that's not See. that's not okay. You need to get in there with the corner, the edge of the yeah, rag. This and, doesn't pass. And, and, and Th- clean it this up. This won't pass right yep. here. And it, all you do is you point out any parts of the job that are incomplete or unsatisfactory. But and, also point out the parts that are done right. Right. Say, okay, the, the toilet looks fantastic. The lid is wiped. Underneath is wiped. The bowl is wiped. The sides are wiped. Fantastic. That passes. Yep. Uh, okay, but look, the floor behind the toilet, mm-hmm. it's, its you know, gross. You got to wipe all the way through there in order to pass. Exactly. And, and so it's not like, it's not criticism. It's just... No, no, no. What's the analogy we use? The air traffic controller. Air traffic controller. Yeah. So you're not criticizing and you're not making personal, like, you did a sloppy job. No, no that, but that's just why... Just say, this is good. This, uh, this passes. This does not pass. This passes... This does not pass. And that's why you have the checklist because it's it's impartial. Yeah. And, it, and you, you let them know what would need to be changed in order to pass. Right. And if you do this, then it will pass. I'll come, you know. Yeah. And the job should match the master checklist. It, everything in the master check, and that checklist should, should be passed off in order for the job to be complete. Now, you may be thinking, oh, this sounds so tedious, <laughs> but no. Because it, it's actually a good investment of your time because, like we said, this is the job your kid will have for the next year. Set up those expectations now when they're still willing, excited, and, and happy to be learning it. And also, the other thing to point out is keep in mind that uh, with Money Pants, you don't alternate jobs every week or mm. every day. It's once a year. So you only have to do this, explain one job to each kid. Right. You, you're not going to have to do the same thing tomorrow and explain the dishes to little Johnny and the, mm-hmm. you know, the bathrooms to Betsy and 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 switch it all around the next day. Oh God! Th- that's one of the beautiful things about this is you're investing this time, but it's actually less for the entire year. Overwhelming. Though. You're going to do it one week. You're going to do it one week for the entire year, and this is it for the entire year. It is fantastic. And you're, you are, you're setting the and expectations. it's one job, not yeah. seven, not six. It's yep. one job. You're setting the standard for that you expect for work quality. And this is, this first week is where you set boundaries. Mm. This is the, uh, this first week is where you teach. And this first week is where you set high standards for and so, quality. And what will happen too is this first week, this honeymoon period, the kids will get overwhelmed. It, it'll just happen. 
and they'll be in my jobs too hard or they'll, they'll, they, won't, they won't understand the high level of expectations that you're giving them. And they may want to be like, well, isn't that good enough? And you're going to say, no, you're not going to accept a half done job. And I've, we've actually had that question for parents like, well, my kid did half. Can I just pay them half? Well, is that the thing you want to teach your kids? Like, do you want to teach them that halfway done is good enough? And in a realistic, in a real world application, I think let, let's just take that to the logical extreme. If you hire somebody to paint your house and they do half the job, are you going to pay them half? If you if you go to the the beautician and try to get a haircut and they do they cut half your hair, are you going to pay them half their fee? You know what? I have paid beauticians, but I'll never go back to them again when they've done a bad halfway oh, okay. job. Let me take it to even a further extreme. If you go to the hospital and get half a surgery, okay. are you going to pay the doctor half? Or better yet, if you only pay half your mortgage, will the mortgage company only take half your house? Oh. So no, we, we say expect a full, complete, 100% job from your children and they're very capable and they're perfectly able to do it and we'll i guess we'll talk about that more in a second so but point is unless you want a half done bathroom for the next year set high standards from the get-go and we'll talk about this in a second but this is where not lying not arguing and not criticizing and following through are so critical so and we'll talk about that more in week two and week three but that we have those podcasts too about not lying not arguing and not criticizing for a reason those are key principles that really do get tested in this during the 30-day challenge. But also, during, this, the, during the honeymoon week, you allow multiple inspections. This will not hold true after the honeymoon week. But during that first week, you will allow multiple inspections where and you, you let, go... And let people know because yep. you don't want to be... You don't want them to think that you're lying. Right. Or go, you know, not actually enforcing something that should be enforced. Say, during this first week... I'm not going to enforce the timer mm-hmm. because we're all learning our jobs. But yes. I do expect this. I expect 100% completion. I yeah. expect things to be just right. Yeah. So I expect a high level of accuracy and precision in your jobs. I expect it to be done right. Yeah. So, and, and that's just it. Even after the timer beeps, you will continue to give feedback. Because the, the whole goal of the honeymoon week is to get the kids to, to do the jobs correctly, but also independently. So that when job time comes around, they know what's expected and they know what to do. Um, and then, and, and of course, then once you once they've finally, you know, maybe they've done two or three inspections, you've gone around, you have three kids and you've done the kitchen and it's taken two or three rounds for you to, for them to finish the kitchen. You, and you've done two or three rounds with your child doing the bathroom and you've done two or three rounds with the kid, you know, cleaning the living room and whatever else. Then once, once everybody's passed the inspections, then let them know, hey, you passed. That's good. That's what I expect. That's that's what this job entails. And then you can either let them mark the points, which is always satisfying, or you can mark the points for them. But whatever the case, let them know, say, hey, you passed, and your job's complete. And that's such a satisfying feeling. It may have taken 45 minutes. It may have taken an hour. Remember, this is a small investment of time in that first week because it's going to pay major dividends for the rest of the year. All right. So, and also another little trick, this really helps during the honeymoon week is to have rewards for when, extra rewards 
for when they complete their jobs. Yeah. So like the day everybody's starting their new job. This is a great and it's, idea. It's a, big, it's a big deal. Go buy donuts. Mm-hmm. Have, have, have something fun. Just say, hey, everybody's learning their new job. But once you pass it off, you know, I, I bought donuts for anybody who can get their job passed off. Or promise them, hey, we'll all go out for dollar ice cream at McDonald's or yeah. Burger King Some, or whatever. Something yeah. fun. Just do something fun. Once everybody's done, though. And if certain kids are having a problem, you know, just, again, it's a, the idea is to have a, a, a team spirit, a team effort of everybody's working towards a common goal. Mm-hmm. And mom and dad are the coaches and they've got these. It's just an extra layer of rewards that first week to motivate. Because these are new behaviors too. Some kids may have never helped out around the house. Some kids may have just run off to school and come home and the house is clean. And their bed's made and their laundry's done. They're like, wow, the, the, the chore fairies did it. They didn't realize that mom was the one doing it while they were gone. And so being introduced to these new ideas of, wait, manual labor, using a rag, cleaning, like it's new. It's new. Maybe that maybe they're stuck doing the laundry and they're like, oh, I, don't, I have no clue. And it's a little overwhelming. So this extra layer of rewards of, hey, here are donuts. As soon as you, as soon as your job passes inspection, you can have a, a jelly donut or whatever. Yeah. And what's cool about that is not only are they eating the donut, but they basically just prove to themselves that they can do a job where all yes. of a sudden it's, it's yes. they actually enjoy this because their confidence. Hannah, how empowering is up. that? It's how? very empowering. It's like, oh, I know how to drive a car now, or I know how to. I, can, I know how to do. I, I know how to make bread. I know how to do this. I know it's just it's a good feeling, and so I know how to clean a room in five minutes. Yeah. Like I, I can do that. Yeah, it's it, anyway. So here's a job that you're like, oh, that's a hard job, and you just did it. It, it actually, it, it's a really good feeling. Yeah, and so Talk about it, a boost of confidence. Yeah, there. it does. It actually boosts their confidence, and they enjoy. It's it's actually kind of the first week. It's kind of exhilarating, learning something new and mm. increasing and, your confidence and in so, that and way. Like previously, maybe you mm-hmm. thought you couldn't do it, or maybe you thought you didn't know if you could do it. And now you, you can, and you know you can, and you're like, and you can do it quickly. Like, that's really yeah, exciting. Yeah, so, so that's actually enjoyable in and of itself. And so, but the the, the donuts can kind of help you, you Motivate. know, press forward. Yeah. Okay, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to finish. And, and then when you did, though, you're enjoying your donut, but you'll notice they're also enjoying the fact that they were able to do the job. Well, that's a key component to overcome. And we, we talked about this a long time ago, overcoming the fear of work. And so it's just that one extra little thing to kind of help out. But also along those lines though, Hannah, not only does it prove to the kids that they can do it, but it also proves to the parents that their children are capable. It shows the parents who may or may not have recognized how capable their children are We've had parents come to us and say, I, I had no idea. I knew my kids were capable, but I had no idea how capable they were until I put them to the put to the test of get this job done in, in this way, in this time period. And my kids rose to the challenge. And I'm, I have not been giving them enough credit. And I've actually been denying them that growth and that ability to really show how, how capable they are. And it's good for me, the parent, as well as for the kid. So, so the first week... You're not enforcing the timer, mm-hmm. and you handed out it's a treat. It's just a reference. It's just you there for hand reference. It, you, ha- you had treats ready for people for the first time that they were able to pass off their job completely. Mm-hmm. 
and 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 everything was done right. And so you have treats for that. Well, on the third day of job time, you up the ante. You say, okay, I have a movie or treats, but this time it's for everybody who can pass off their job within the time limit. Because the next, Ooh. this is the next step is not only do you know Raising how to stakes. do the job, you want to prove to the kids that they can, it is possible for them to do it within a timer. And this is very important because if, if they can do this, if they can do it within the timer next week, when you start using and enforcing the timer, they'll know that that's a fair mm. expectation. And so, so have a treat ready to motivate them to see, okay, I'm going to do the job within the timer. Right. And so, so this is all like helping them adjust to the new job and building their confidence that not only can I do the job, I can do it fast. I can do the job. I can do it well. Again, I can do it <clears throat> And I can do quickly. it fast. Yep. So that's the next step within that honeymoon week is to, to have a cool reward for, okay, now you know how to do your job. Now let's see you do it fast. So, and just to just to clarify, that for the first week, the kids get points in the app and treats. Um, uh, but and they're but those are the, the the points and the treats are only for those who pass inspections. No matter how long it takes, they still have to complete the job. So yeah. they only get the treat. Don't give in. Don't say, "Oh, you worked hard. Here's the treat." No, don't do that. Don't fall into that trap. The treat and set it up ahead of time. The treats are just like the points. They're only for those who pass inspections for that first week. Yeah, don't don't be like, "Oh, everybody tried. Here, everybody no. can have one." Don't do that. But then after, I like what you said, Hannah. After three days, you up the ante and think, "Okay, last few days I bought donuts or we got ice cream or whatever, or we watched a, a TV show." For those who who pass their jobs, but you know what now. We're going to up the ante a little bit. Now it's only for those who pass or pass inspections within the time limit. Yeah, so I have a treat here. It's for anybody who can pass like that. within the time limit. And one thing that helps some kids is if you uh, if if you have kids or teens that can read, is to actually print out the steps of the job. Right. And have it like uh, on the inside of the cabinet in the bathroom or, or posted somewhere so in their it. job. So yeah. they're like, okay, do this first. Okay. Okay. And they look at it, do this. Okay. Because when you're new at a job and you don't have like the steps in order or memorized, the job ends up taking longer. We, so we having to- having having it there uh, where they can like look and reference it. Um, and maybe even if you have little, little kids, you could even like draw a picture mm-hmm. to, to say, do this first, do this, then this and have them go in the same order, that helps them go faster. Because we talked about that in our uh, training your training yourself to train your kids like a toddler. I can't remember what it was called. Yeah. But the idea was having a, a, the same process makes it easier to remember. It makes it easier to remember, and it makes it easier to go faster. Yeah. And so having that posted, that way it's... Because it, it, sometimes you walk into a job, it's overwhelming. But if you're just going through a checklist yourself and going, okay, do this, got done. Do this, done. Do this, done. And then you know your job's done. Well, that's what helped with those videos, Hannah, yeah. is they're in a very distinct order. I actually go back in my head watching like the bathroom cleaning video and I don't clean bathrooms very often because I've already passed that off. And it's normally one of my kids. But sometimes I'll be a sub and I'll have to remember, wait, what's the order? And I'll play it back in my head. Okay, here, here, here. And it really helps because I remember I was a little overwhelmed. Like, wait a minute, bathrooms, where do I start? Oh, no, I know. 
and I just go through the checklist. And because if there's a specific order, I was able to get it done in a couple of minutes. It's yeah. Well, it, what's cool about this is it also kind of teaches your kids that any job that they, any big job that they tackle in life at any outside, it helps to sit down, think about what the process should be, come up with a, a, a formula of how you're going to attack it. A game plan. And just follow it. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it works for it works for other jobs outside the home too. This is something that can apply to any other b- big or seemingly overwhelming task. So, and, and I guess I should clarify: you want to be very clear with the kids that the treats will not last after the first week. And after the first week, you know, the honeymoon's over. After that first week, the job timer will be enforced. So they they know what they're working yeah. towards. Well, and the treats the treats are once a week. You know, it's the Friday movie night right. after or after the, that honeymoon week. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a once a week treat thing, mm-hmm. um, and Not a it's, daily. it's payday once a week. Yep. It's and uh, of course it's a little bit different for toddlers, uh, but that's a different podcast. But for the older kids, the delayed gratif- you do the delayed gratification, and the rewards come once a week. When you also want to explain to them that if they don't pass by the time the timer beeps, they're going to lose the job, they're going to lose the pay, they're going to lose the treat, and they're going to lose their job bonus. Yeah. So you need to set, make sure all that's very clear that first week of, here are the rules of the game, basically. You're teaching them how to play the game. And I'm going to be your coach, and I've got all these great rewards and things set up for you, but just be aware, next week... There's going to be some this stiff is, penalties. Yeah, that- well, well, not stiff penalties necessarily. You want to focus, I think, more on the rewards. Just right. say, but, but you if know, you, but you do need to be clear. Off, you do need to be clear. Yeah, you need to be clear what will happen if they don't. Mm-hmm. But also, hey, look, if you do this job, which you're, you can do it, and you've shown me that you can do it. If you do this job every single day, rain or shine, uh, not only will you get paid for it, but if you don't miss a single day, your points get doubled. Right. That's you your get job double. Bonus. You get double pay for all the work that you did all week. Maybe that's a better way to phrase yeah. it too. You, you get, you'll get double pay, and so it's a big reward if if you don't miss a single for day for being consistent. Yeah, but if yeah. you miss a day, you, you'll miss out on the the double doubling your pay, and so which uh, is a large portion of the money you're supposed to earn yes, during the week. Yes, and but and then also the thing is, is I actually need you to do this. We we rely on you to do this. That's and the thing, so, Anna, is that... that this the, is your stewardship in the home. Yeah, and you're part of this team, and every member yeah. is necessary. I, I can't run the house by myself. Dad can't run the house by himself. We rely on everybody to do their part in the home. Mm-hmm. We're relying on you. The whole family's relying on you to do the dishes, and it's an important job. If you don't do the job well, we're all going to get food poisoning and get sick. <laughs> the bathroom's going to explode. It's, it's going to, you know... The laundry won't get clean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're all relying on you. If you don't get the job done, you're going to need to, it's your responsibility. You're going to need to hire, um, give me money to hire a substitute because I'm going to have to find, because the job has to get done. done. Your job is that important that it has to get done, even if you can't do it or won't do it. And so, but it's it's your responsibility. So if you're not going to do it or you can't do it, we got to pay somebody else to, to step in and and do it. It's just neat, though, for them to feel that they are a necessary component of this team. Yeah, um, it, and it's not like a made-up thing. You actually, yep. 
do rely on them and their job is important. So that's not, that's that first week. <laughs> what was this what? whole COVID thing of calling people's jobs like oh, unnecessary? essential jobs. Yeah, I just say we all have essential jobs in this family. Yeah, no, like it's, Nobody's unnecessary. Yeah. And nobody's job is unnecessary. Yeah, these are all essential jobs. Yeah. So that's kind of it for the, that first week of the, the honeymoon week. You know, everybody's excited. Use that, leverage that excitement to your advantage. Don't include toddlers. Remember that it's a team effort. Your mom and dad are the air traffic controllers guiding the kids into uh, getting their jobs done correctly. They're the coaches correcting, however you want to look at it. But the idea is you're this team effort. Mom and dad are making sure that the jobs are done right. The timer is more of a reference, not being enforced. And you're having extra treats. And extra rewards to motivate that behavior, but you're setting the expectations up very clearly that first week, which then leads into the setting second week. Where you set the timer. And that this is, and we did a podcast, the job timer, your friend, the job timer, where it really is your friend. It has it is your friend sorts, and your kids' friend. All sorts of it's, benefits. It's um, it's actually a very merciful thing. So once job time is established after after that first week. The job timer really is everybody's friend, and you should use it. You, you should use it for everything, not just you know job time. But that's another podcast. The reason we do this is to make sure that job time doesn't drag on for hours. If you let job time drag on, you basically you're going to teach your kids that to dread and hate job time. Everybody knows remembers when they were a kid and they were assigned a job. I remember I was assigned picking rocks in the backyard. I was there. And it was just an insurmountable job. I'm like, it's going to take me all day. And I was like five, six years old, eight years old, whatever it was. And I would just pick up one rock at a time and put it in the pile. And it's like, don't turn job time into that. Job time should be a good thing and an exciting thing. And it should be done quickly. And so if you let job time drag on, you will teach your kids to dread and hate it. But if you hold kids to that half hour or 20 minute job time, it's just enough time to get their jobs done. It's a big push. And then it's over. And as we mentioned before, you know, 30 minutes is, 20 to 30 minutes is about right. An hour is way too long. They just don't have the energy to, to really, it's like a sprint almost, where or you don't do a one-hour sprint. You do, you know, 20 to 30 minutes sprint, push hard, and then it's over. And then, of course, 10 minutes, 5 to 10 minutes just normally isn't enough. But the neat thing about the timer is it reduces the temptation for the parents to step in and do the jobs themselves. Job time doesn't turn into something painful to watch, like a <laughs> like a drawn out execution. You know, think of it like football. You know, it ends when it ends. It's not it's not like baseball, which can go on indefinitely. No, job time, sudden death. It's over. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but also you got to think of it as like it's a mercy rule. You know, if your kid isn't done by the, they're not going to get done. And there's no sense in torturing them and drawing it out and making everybody miserable. Just Say, oh, you didn't make it. Sorry, that's a bummer. Try again tomorrow. I have to give your job away. And unfortunately, and we'll do a podcast about this later about substitutions, but I'm going to have to, you're going to have to pay somebody else to do your job because you weren't able to finish. It's okay. You're not in trouble. Just you're not going to be able to get paid for the job. We're going to have to get somebody else in here because the the time is up. And it's actually a mercy rule for you, the parent, because you're not stressed out or, or like, oh, the job's never going to get done. But it's also for the kid because if they're not done in 30 minutes, they're not going to get done. It's just not going to happen. So move on. And ideally, and here's the thing, and I, I like to think of this as pretty clever, Hannah. If they are actively working, if their spending plan has been set up correctly, 
they're actively working towards something that they desperately want, losing that money and having to pay for a substitute and not getting paid for the job will be a strong enough motivator for them to go, oh my gosh, what have I done? I'll make sure I never do that again. If they're actively saving up for swim team and they really want to do swim team with their buddies, then any money that they're not earning is going to be a major detriment to that goal that they have. So you got to make sure that it's part of that cohesive whole of they're actively working towards something that they want which is why the spending plan is so critical. Anyway, just a little plug there for the spending plan. So yeah, that, that second week, you introduce the job timer make sure to make sure the job time doesn't drag on for hours. And it, there will be, it'll be challenging because the kids are going to start, you're probably going to get a little bit of pushback. And you, this is kind of the time to make those, fine-tune those adjustments because the first time, this is really the first time that the job timer is expected. So it, if you can't, if the kid can't do the job, in 20 to 30 minutes, then maybe you need to, to twist the tweak the job just a little bit. So you should have proved that the the week before. Should have. Um, but, but if 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 for some reason if your kid is has never been able to pass by the time of the timer, what what you would do then is you the parent would do their job and follow the checklist. If you can do it within the timer, so can they. Yep. But if you can't do it within the timer, then you need to adjust the job yeah. and the expectations of the job and go, oh, you know what? It's too much for you to do this and this and, and, and cut the job down so it actually is doable within the job time timer. So that second week, that's really kind of when the rubber hits the road where, okay, we've now implemented everything, what the job entails and uh, when the job happens and how long it's going to take. And use that job timer to your advantage. Well, that leads into week three, where the kids suddenly go, "I, I don't like this." Where you get, where you this run into is... begging and pleading and negotiating and manipulation and all the tactics, because the kids have every single one of the kids has the hardest job, every single one of them, and they will beg and plead, "Can I please do so and so's job?" I, I, this one's too hard for me. I can't do it. You'll hear all these excuses or, oh, that hurts my arm or, oh, the chemicals are damaging my skin, whatever it is. It's called soap. We don't have It's called soap. <laughs> we don't have our kids use like dangerous chemicals or The anything. acid is burning my flesh off. No, that's called soap. It's, it's called, called dish soap. That's vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you'll, you'll hear these yeah, things. Yeah, quit spraying it in your eye. <laughs> yeah, that actually stings. <laughs> that does hurt. So the question then arises always is, should you change the job? Should you let the kid off the hook? Should you mix things up? Maybe it is too hard for them. And the answer is no. No. Almost always it is no. Now, there are there are rare exceptions, and I will share them with you. But there are almost, almost universally the answer is no. Don't yeah, switch jobs. It, don't change it up. Just expect that that yeah. third week your kids will – almost all the kids will feel like their job is harder than any of the other jobs in the house. And this this is little kids and this is teenagers yep. where they'll be like, I don't have time for this job. This is harder. Couldn't you have assigned me anybody else's job? So-and-so's I, I job is as hard one as of mine. Our every single one of our kids at one point or another mm -hmm. has said those exact words. Now, there has been one child who was an exception to this. He listened to the podcast and was determined not to do this because he didn't want to be 
lumped into... He didn't want to be a statistic. He didn't want to be a statistic. And so he went through that third week and he zipped <laughs> zipped in any complaints he had and just went forward with his job, which, which was incredible. He, definitely an exception. It is possible, though, that... Uh, that a child may go through that third week without complaining, but it Maybe is not typical. Only if they've listened to the podcast. Yeah, that is not typical. <laughs> anyway, so should you change your job? the job? Usually the answer is no, but... The, the exception we is... We have made some exceptions, yeah, and uh, here here, here are, they are. One, we have, we have a milk cow, and uh, one, our, our son, Falcon, his job was to milk the cows. It was his turn. And he said, Mom, I, I can't milk the cow. I, I, I'm allergic to the cow. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, that's a good right. One. That's, that's a good one. But it turned out every time he touched the cow and would milk it, his eyes would swell closed and tears would start going down his cheek. His, he'd get all congested and his arms would break out in hives. We, at first we thought he was just being dramatic. <laughs> yeah. And, and I thought, oh, maybe he's allergic to the alfalfa, the feed for the cows. But no, he. Uh, we actually took him to an allergist <laughs> and they didn't have any of the stuff to test for a cow allergy. So the lady ordered, the doctor ordered some. Mm -hmm. and it turns out he's really allergic to cow dander. <laughs> so, so we did. We ended so, up changing the job. So he 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 got uh, he got a different job. He was, um, he was literally allergic to the job. <laughs> yeah, the job was literally making him sick. <clears throat> um, there have been times where there have been scheduling conflicts. Yeah. Where, like, like, let's say with a teenager, where when a, a specific job needs to be done, they are not home, and it's yeah. a time sensitive job. And in that case, yeah, we've had to but those adjust. Are rare. It's it's those, those rare. Are rare. It's really rare. So, it, but if your kid is saying that the job is too hard and that everybody else's job is easier, that's normal. Mm -hmm. And and you, you know you don't need to be mean to them about it, but you need to be be firm and say, well, that's too bad because this is going to be your job for the next year. And this is something you need to know how to do before you leave home. And, and by the end of the year, this job is actually going to become easy for you. You can also offer to help say, um, hey, so what about your job is, is stressing you out? Maybe I can help. Mm -hmm. like, like may, or maybe give you an idea. Because a lot of times there are easier ways to go about a job like that will help it go faster or be easier. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so you can offer support. But do not change the job. Yep. And and don't let them think that you are considering changing their job because Oh, that'll give um, them that hope. If that they false get that hope. hope, then they'll 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 push it further. So, so But I and I want to go back really quick, just when it comes to inspections, I wanted to point out I, we, we kind of skipped over this and I wanna I wanna make sure I hit this where when you're doing job inspections, you have to stick to the checklist. And there's a bunch of reasons why. First of all, it'll make your job as the job inspector, it'll make your job easy because the, the, the checklist accomplishes multiple things. I have five things here. First, it eliminates confusion as to what's expected. The expectations for the job are clearly defined. There's no question or confusion as to what qualifies as done. Either it's done or it isn't. Number two, it eliminates favoritism and it keeps the inspections objective and fair. You're going to get a lot of complaints about your kids saying it's not fair. 
the checklist, if it doesn't change and you're going off of it, it will make sure that the inspections remain objective and fair because the same requirements apply to whoever has the job, not just you, Sally. Number three, it helps avoid manipulation and emotion. And we'll talk about that in a second. The checklist is straightforward. Either the mirror is polished or it isn't. Either the toilet bowl was scrubbed or it wasn't. Either the trash was taken out or it wasn't. Number four, it also eliminates the need for criticism. And we, we talk about this, Hannah, where, you know, criticism is that personal attack on the kid. Oh, you did a sloppy job. This, we're, we're not about that. It's like, oh, the with the inspection checklist, you're just evaluating if something is done or not. It has nothing to do with how you view your kid. <laughs> Again, we go back to the air traffic controller uh, uh, analogy. You're helping the kid, uh, you're helping the pilot land safely, and you're constantly giving him corrections and feedback. You're not calling him an idiot if he's off by a few degrees. You simply tell him to make a minor correction to get back on course. The job inspector uses the checklist to do the exact same thing. Give your, kid, give your kids corrections on the job that they've done until they've completed it and landed the plane safely. And then number five, it ensures there is a consistent quality. where Because this is an important part of the, of the work ethic you want your kids to carry with them throughout life. I love this quote, Hannah. If something is worth doing, it's worth doing well. We believe that chores are worth doing, and therefore, by extension, they're worth doing well. And if your kids learn to do a job well, whatever they're tasked with, if they learn to do it well, then Money Pants has been a success. That, that's the whole point of money pants is that work ethic of doing quality work. Yeah, this is money pants. Uh, the whole concept is about developing work ethic and, and um, helping your children have that quality and that character. And so it it's not just, oh, this is a little chore chart or this is a, no. no, this is about this how, is are life. You, how are you going to go about teaching your kids work ethic. And so these steps are an important, all play a role in helping you accomplish that goal as a parent. And it, here's the thing. If they learn to do consistent quality work, they'll be able to ch- charge more too. Like just think about it financially from a financial perspective. If they do consistent quality work, they can charge more. If somebody does ho-hum work, like going back to the haircut thing, yeah, I, you, I will pay way more money for someone who is guaranteed to do a fantastic job over someone who may or may not do a good job. And that that applies in almost every business where you know, whether you're, you're, you're dealing with the contractor who's building the house or the person cutting your hair or the person making your food, whatever it may be, you want somebody to do consistently quality work. And if a person does, they can charge more. And people will gladly pay it. Yeah, that's the difference between a $20 haircut and a $120 haircut. Yeah. So it's... it's Pe- People will trust and pay for quality. So the idea is when... It, and uh, this isn't really a, a job inspections podcast, but I, I just wanted to kind of reiterate... When yeah, it, when, and, and well, and tell that to your kids. Say the reason we're doing this... Yeah, there's no, oh yeah, there's nothing wrong because, with telling them. Uh, let's say you become a hairdresser. If if you do precise quality work, people will be willing to pay you way more mm-hmm. than as somebody doing the job and doing a ho hum job. And so, paying attention to details, doing the job right, will get you a lot further in whatever career, whatever, whatever you decide to pursue. But for the moms and dads out there who are doing the job inspections, they have to be done every day, and it is it's actually a job. And matter of fact, it's so important 
that you can't set up money pants or, or without assigning job inspections to somebody. It's not a job that's optional. It's an absolute must. And, you know, there'll be days when the kids will challenge the system, but those actually may be the most important days to do job inspection because you're teaching your kids to work and to, to do a good job, rain or shine, whether they feel well or not, whether they want to work or not. That's the, the, a big part in overcoming the fear of work and developing work ethic is doing it even when it's inconvenient, even when you don't want to, even when you don't feel like it. That's when the growth happens. And that's a big part of learning the essential value of, of, of love of work. So anyway, just kind of a sidebar there, but I wanted to make sure I hit that point where inspections are critical and how you do them, it really changes the, the effectiveness of, of money pants. So, all right. And on to week number... Okay, yeah. So the third week was the begging and pleading <laughs> and trying to convince mom and dad to switch the jobs because yep. they had the hardest job in the and house. And the grass is always greener, Hannah. Yeah. Somebody else's job is always easier. I always get stuck with the hardest one, blah, blah, blah. Well, Okay, so that's the third week. Yeah, stand firm. Don't yeah, stick to your guns. Stick to your guns. And then you move on to the fourth week. Now, the fourth week, they've kind of given up. If you stuck to your guns, they've given up on getting you to switch the jobs. Mm -hmm. So what they, the common tactic on the fourth week is to swap jobs with their siblings and leave mom and dad out of it. Well, no, because it uh, works great. Both of the kids think that the other kid's job is easier. So why not swap? Hey, you're doing the dishes. That looks so easy. I'm cleaning the table. Tell you what. You clean you the table. You do my job. I'll, help I'll you. do your yeah. job. And both of them go, yeah. <laughs> every every time. This happens every time. And you have to put the kibosh on it. It may not take till the fourth week. It may happen sooner. But typically. When this happens. Yeah, you want to make sure you put the kibosh on that. Because, and just say it very, very upfront, very matter of fact, no swapping jobs. Nope. You may not. Nobody can swap jobs. The only time that you can do somebody else's job is if your job is already done. Then yeah, if you want to help somebody else do their job, absolutely, but that's only after your job has been inspected and passed. Yeah, you are not allowed doing someone else's job until your job is passed off. So that's the that's the rule there. And you'll typically about the fourth week after they've tried all the techniques with mom and dad trying to manipulate and, and beg and plead and get mom and dad to change their job, they finally go, well, that didn't work. Okay, well, I'll just go to my sibling and we'll swap jobs. So just be on the lookout for that. Um, but I wanted, just wanted to touch briefly though, because all throughout the process, there will be attempts at manipulation. And I wanted to just briefly touch on what manipulation is and kind of how to avoid it. So I think part of it is a lot of parents don't realize, and we talked about this, where they don't realize how capable their children are. And they make excuses for their kids and let them get away with doing sloppy or half done work. But I think deep down, they know their kids are highly intelligent, capable kids and beings. But for some reason, when it comes to chores, their kids are suddenly incompetent. And parents feel guilty when their kids cry and, or whine or manipulate. And so they give in. And the problem with giving in when your kid cries is that you're actually, actually teaching them to cry more. And that is called manipulation. When you give in a manipulation, you're, you're basically training your kids to cry Wine, mope, and pester you. You're rewarding, you're rewarding that behavior by giving them what they want. And they'll know, ah, anytime I don't get what I want, all I have to do is cry and manipulate. Kids who are brought up this way, I'm just going to come out and say it, Hannah. Those are the most annoying kids on the planet. 
But, but the thing is, parents aren't doing parents aren't doing their their kids a favor by raising them this way. The, the, the kids end up incompetent and unprepared for the real world because they get out of anything that's hard or challenging that they don't want to do. And the logical extension of that is they get into unhealthy relationships. They end up manipulating other people because they think that manipulation is normal and okay, and it's not. And they have to learn that at home. So we suggest, because you love your children, don't give in to tears and manipulation. Don't reward crying and pestering. Instead, attach a consequence if the kid tries that sort of stuff. Say, oh, you know what? <laughs> if you ask, like, if the kid is pestering you, oh, mom, can I have so-and-so's job? Oh, mom, can I, I don't want to do this job. Oh, mom, say, very simply say, well, if you ask me again, I'll charge you a dollar for attempting to damage my mental health. <laughs> and then let them make the decision if they want to ask you again. And if they do, Follow through and say, okay, go give me a dollar. And if they they continue, keep collecting. And pretty soon, they'll run out of money and you will be rich. (laughs) (laughs) No, but the nice thing is, is if you do this, you won't lose your temper. And you'll have spending money. So (laughs) it's a win-win. But the idea is don't let your children manipulate. Don't and, teach you know, them that. That's a, you, can't, you can't stop your child from manipulating. You no, you may can, have you a can, child. Yes, you can. It takes two to manipulate. Well, well, no, you can't stop it, them from trying. You can't stop them from trying to manipulate. For example, I've, I've had children who try to manipulate me, and I'm like, no, not doing that. But then they'll go to other people outside the family, and they find they are successful with people outside the family. And so it's, you know, unfortunately that's a choice that your, your child Mm -hmm. makes. But as long as you're Um, not the one cultivating it in your own home. Yeah. uh, Yeah. But don't you take part in cultivating that. Yep. Yep. So, and that's kind of, okay. So there you go. There's the, that's the 30 day challenge. Week one honeymoon. Week two is the job timer. Week three is begging, pleading, anything but this job. Week four, okay, well, what if I switch with my siblings and maybe do some manipulative tactics? And then by about the 30-day, like at the end of the 30 days, the kids have kind of run out of options. (laughs) And they're like, okay. And they kind of resign to the fact that this is going to be my job. And they just face it. And they're not good at it. They're not fast at it. They're not happy about it. But they finally realize that mom and dad are serious, aren't lying, won't bend, won't get manipulated. And the kids just have to face it. And they resign themselves to the fact that this will be their job for the next year. And something cool happens where they're like, I guess I'll just get in there and do it. And that's the beginning of that that work ethic. It's another step, another, another part of work ethic. And the neat thing is, is from this point on, it gets easier and easier. And by about the, the three-month mark. Yeah, give or take. But by about the three-month mark, the kids... Embrace some, their job. They, they, they no longer... It's no longer just resignation. It's, oh, this isn't so bad, to this is actually kind of easy, to, oh, I look forward to it. And you, know, you gave the example of you doing dishes years ago where it was like you, you hated it at first, and then by the time, you know, the three-month... Time period rolled around. You're like, you looked forward to it because that's when you did all your best thinking and you you had all your best ideas. And, and it, that's how the kids will be where they're going to be so good at doing these jobs. It'll be second nature. And that's when they'll get all their thoughts out or they'll it'll be their me time or their Zen time or their relax time or their idea time or whatever. And they'll actually look forward to it. And they'll come up 
they'll come up with their own processes of making things go more efficient and quicker. And they'll be done well before the 20 minute or 30 minute timer. And it, it's, well, it's really fun to watch. Well, and it's also cool because every day when I hear the music playing downstairs, I know it's job time, but it, it kind of like, oh, it makes you want to get in there and work work along with everybody else. But the cool thing is I my kids have started to like make comments, some of the younger kids, I, uh, I've seen this happen with the older kids as well, but they've started to go, you know, I really like it when the whole house gets clean. They actually enjoy how at the end of the timer, not only did they do their part, not only did they earn their money, not only did they have like their relaxed time, but when they're done, not only is their job done, the whole house is clean. What's that synergy? Yeah, it's it's a very much a synergy. Very satisfying. And they've found that I like it when we do job time. The whole house gets clean and it's so much more relaxing to uh, in our house when it's done. And so they begin to actually enjoy enjoy the whole process. Right. And so you'll see that at the three month mark, but keep in mind, this goes on for 12 months. So you have nine more months of, of your home running like a well-oiled machine. Well, but it's also where that, that te- it's, there's a team there's vibe. There's a teamwork, yeah. but, but there it really, really eliminates stress. So when we're talking about this 30 day challenge, what we're saying is those first 30 days are the hardest to get through. But they're actually easier than other point, you know, job systems people have. Yeah, could you imagine doing this every week? Because it's just one job per yeah. week kid, and they're going to have the same job for the year. So it's actually easier than probably other systems that maybe you've probably. tried. It's it's easier than other <laughs> systems you may have tried yes. to implement. It is definitely easier, but the hardest point is the first 30 days. But that's... Uh, Even then, it's not that hard. It's not that it's just, hard. It's we just wanted, we expect to do this. this. Yeah, we wanted expect to do this. that third week of, I have the hardest job. Yeah. And now you know what to do. No, you don't change the job and you just keep going. And this is what will happen. You don't let them switch jobs the fourth week. And then they're going to resign to their job. And then by month three, they're going to embrace their job. And yeah. then it's it's just smooth sailing the rest of the year. And... and the great thing is if you keep doing this year after year, pretty soon, even when you introduce new jobs, they're not that overwhelming because there's overlap between the jobs. There's if, if you have a kid who's mastered cleaning the bathroom and doesn't find cleaning the bathroom hard, guess what? They're not going to find cleaning the kitchen that hard either because a lot of the skills overlap. Yep. And so, so it's it's really uh, uh, the thirty minute. Even though you even though you repeat the thirty day challenge, anytime you switch jobs, it'll be less intense in years yep. in years after. It'll you'll still go through it, but it, it won't be nearly as intense because. But it's neat, Hannah, it, well, we, because they'll have work ethic at that point. Yeah. They'll know how job inspections are. They'll understand the timer. They'll. And so and they'll get through it a little faster. Each yeah, time. It, it seems like they go through through the process a little bit quicker, and and it's not as intense. But we've so, we've done this enough to know th- these. Are, this is what happens. Yeah, it's, and maybe it's like the what the five stages of grief, where it's <laughs> denial, and then uh, um, you fight against it, and then you finally accept. I don't know all the steps, but th- it's kind of like that. In the they, five stages of grief. Okay, good. <laughs> 30-day well, challenge, five stages of grief. But the, uh. the neat thing is, is when they, they finally do, they, they accept it and they're no longer looking for somebody to come save them. 
And that's the neat thing is because they embrace the job. They're the ones. And it's so empowering to know yeah. I can do it and I'm capable and I am, I'm capable. I can do this and on my I'm own. I'm capable. I'm contributing. I'm necessary. I'm necessary. And yeah. there are a lot of good realizations that come through this. But yeah, you just, the first 30 d- days, just stick to your guns and just keep carry on yep. with what you're doing. You're and, doing the right thing. And this is the promise. It will work out. The kids will learn work ethic. The system works. It does. <laughs> well, it's funny. Even the kids that I've had who have been manipulative and tried all the tactics to try to get out of their jobs from like, I don't know, stuffing garbage in, in, in very uh, creative places to... Even those kids have, if you stick to your guns, even they will learn work ethic. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know what? They're going to learn work ethic from you because you stuck to your guns. Even the most difficult of children. Even the most difficult of children will learn work ethic. Yep. So anyway, which is what Money Pants is about. That's the that's what we bring. That's what we bring to the table with our product is, hey, this will teach work ethic. That's the idea anyway. So, and that's it. Those are all of our thoughts on the 30-day challenge. If you like what you hear in this podcast, please tell your friends. They may want to listen to. We may share something, a solution to a problem they are currently facing and looking for an answer for. And if you have a suggestion for a future podcast, go to our website under support and click contact us. Send us an email and we'll get right on it. And that's it for today. Once again, enjoy our mystery guest composition. We'll see you next time. Me too! What is it?